Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about rerunning raids. I've been talking about this a lot in Q&A sessions and other videos. I want to do an official video really calling on Bungie to add this as a quality of life update to let us rerun raids. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. I'm probably live right now, but I might not be. These are might even the feeds when I'm taking a week off for Thanksgiving break, so I may not be live. You can always follow the channel and turn on notifications so you don't miss streams. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can also like and subscribe and hit the little bell button. Now, when I say rerun the raids, I don't mean like just letting us rerun the old raids. I mean actually letting us run it more than once a week, creating sort of a non-powerful drop grind to allow us to go for different roles, better stats on armor. There's a lot of different variables now on raid drops that were not previously present And so to me, it just seems like the logical conclusion of the evolution of raids to actually allow us to do this. And so I'm going to walk through a couple of things here. Number one, I want to walk through the history and the theme of weekly restriction. Like why, why are we limiting raids to a weekly restriction? Like what's the actual purpose of that? Second, I want to add, I want to talk about random roles. There is, there is a certain element now of random roles that's more present and and more uh, more of a, of a realist, realized thing in raids than ever before. And then at the end, I want to talk about narrowing the field. What I mean by narrowing the field, everybody always hears this idea of like, oh, you're going to let people run the raid a bunch of times. They're going to get all their god rolls in a week or something. And I want to address that at the end of the video because I think that's a, that's a common thing people say that I, I don't think is accurate. So first, let's just walk through the history and the theme of weekly restriction very, very quickly. It was first introduced in Destiny 1, most notably with Vaults of Glass, only being able to run it once a week per character, and the famous Forever 29 kind of became the, the token statement. And the reason for that was the only way to bump up to level 30, the max level at the time, the level cap at the time, we didn't have light and power and all that. It was a very different system. Well, the only way to get to level 30 was to get all your armor pieces from the raid and people would be like I need boots and they'd play for a month or two and they'd never get the boots so the reason they restricted it at that point in time was it was to limit your power grind it extended your your leveling grind beyond being able to just go crazy and I believe the nightfall was the other thing that was like a weekly ritual at that time because it could also drop uh, exotics and stuff. It, it's, uh, exotics and strange coins, I think, is what dropped from uh, Nightfalls. I'm really stretching my memory right now. But that was that was kind of the introduction of the idea of a weekly reset of a, or, a, or a weekly limitation. Then you got to kind of fast forward to the milestone system in Destiny 2. That's probably the most realized, the most widespread version of the weekly limitation. And that was, again, attached to the power climb. So you're, you're going to start to notice a theme here. It is born out of the idea of limiting your power climb and your leveling climb. And then it's, it's even more so when you see milestones show up. Now you got to fast forward to right now, and we have it in multiple versions of itself. You have the milestones, but then you have the pinnacles are also limited to weekly, and there's very few of them. There's not a ton of sources for pinnacle drops. And that is, again, they're trying to limit your leveling, your power. Right. And the reason I highlight this is the presence of that weekly restriction is always and has always been attached to power and leveling grind. It has never been attached to you can't try to get this to drop anymore. You could go for Nightfall specific loot as many times as you wanted. I did it for the Imago. You could go into... Uh, you could go into strikes and just go like crazy to level up your vanguard. 
and and now presently in Destiny 2 even more so the the loot pursuit aspect of the game is not limited you can go for as many lectern weapons ada frames the menagerie uh the, you know vex offensive nightfall specific drops like all these are things you can pursue as much as you want and it makes sense because why random rolls the stats on the armor all those different things are making you kind of you know, take a while to get the things you want. So that's why I want to talk about random rolls second. The introduction of random rolls in, in raids is, I think, a sign of a change. If you go back to Destiny 1, the only time there was random rolls was in King's Fall, and there was a very, very small marginal difference between the versions of the guns you could get. There was like three versions of every gun. Beyond that, all of the other raids were static rolled weapons, and then your armor... You could get the perks and everything, but once we got to Wrath of the Machine, they were allowing you to re-roll the perks on the armor with the internal currency of Wrath. So even when there was that presence of randomness in Wrath, they got to a place where they said, well, let's give people the opportunity to, you know, to re to re-roll those things. Now, the reason I highlight this is because I think this is a this is a sign of change in raids random rolls on guns weren't even present at the beginning of Destiny 2 and Leviathan and now it is random stats on raids was not present at the beginning of Destiny 2 and now it is so there's multiple layers of of RNG now in the gear dropping in a raid that I believe pushes us toward the idea of running a raid for non-powerful drops after your first runs each week on each character Uh, This is the reason why people want to rerun more than ever. It's growing as a request. We're seeing more and more people make this request on Twitter, YouTube comments, the forums. There's YouTubers, there's streamers saying, man, let us run it more than three times. We get done with our three and it's like, I I didn't get the thing that I want again. Let me me try. You know, there's a handful of things I would like to get from Garden of Salvation. I really like Garden of Salvation. I still haven't gotten a, a, a warlock chest, a, a robes. I haven't gotten it. Not yet. And I've run it every single week. And so that just shows you how limited the pool can be, how stingy the RNG can actually be. Wrath actually showed us how you could blend intentionality and grind in a raid with the way they set things up. Wrath of the Machine is the is the archetype. It is the paragon of raids in Destiny. No matter how much you liked it or other raids, it had the right blend of unique perks on guns, unique perks on the on the the raid armor. The, the, the reasoning to run it more than three times, ways to have that intentionality over the chest that you chose to open or not with the keys, re-rolling your armor. Wrath is the archetype. That's what we should be aspiring to have raids set up like that. And I think with random rolls on weapons and random stat rolls on gear and armor elemental affinity, there's enough layers of RNG to allow people to do this. And that's why I think when people say, oh, you'll just get all your god rolls in the first week, I actually think that's the wrong way to look at this, and here's why. The end of this video is called Narrowing the Field. The more you get what you want, the less there is for you to chase, meaning it's harder and harder to get the thing that you want. I want you to imagine your second or third week going into Garden of Salvation, you get a God Roll Gospel Hand Cannon. It's exactly what you wanted. It's the exact roll, the exact masterwork. You just absolutely hit the jackpot. You get all sevens across the board, right? You just pull that lever and you get a great version of the gospel. That means anytime that gun drops, anytime that gun drops, you don't want it. You just chart it. Let's say you get a god roll pair of gauntlets. They have the right stats that you like. It's a good stat roll, good stat distribution. It's the right affinity, okay? It's, it's got the right affinity on it. 
that again, that again is going to limit your ability to get what you want. Every time you run the raid from that point on, if a pair of gauntlets drop and they're the wrong affinity, bad stats, if you get a gospel, if you get another gun that maybe you're not interested in or a gun that you already have the god roll for, it's narrowing the field. The more and more that you raid, the less likely you can get the things that you want. It's like when people run, like we just did, three Scourge of the Past runs for an Anarchy. That's all I want from Scourge. And so my my odds of getting it are hurt by a couple of things. Number one, the drop rate's terrible. Number two, it's the only thing I can get from there. I got plenty of things. I got a threat level shotgun, and I got a chest piece, and I got a pair of gauntlets, but I don't need those. So the more we play, the more narrow the pool gets for the grind. Eventually, most of your drops wouldn't help you. You would get to a point, okay, you would get to a point in Garden of Salvation where 90% of your drops on a given week or on a given daily grind, if you go in there and run it six or seven times, 90% of your drops would do nothing for you. Wrong piece, wrong stats, wrong elemental affinity, or you already have the god roll gun. We all reach this point of saying, I am done with such and such activity. We all do it. No matter who you are or how much you play, everybody hits that point where they say, I am done. I am no longer going to engage in this activity. And that typically happens for a variety of reasons. I would rather people come to that conclusion because the journey getting there was really rewarding. They got what they wanted. They got good stats. They got good roles. They got they got a variety of things that made them sort of disengage with the activity. It's better for the journey to the I'm done statement it's better for that journey to be one with which is rewarding and has intentional grind as opposed to feeling like it's a waste of time you can't get what you want you, you, you nothing is dropping you're bit you've been doing it how many people have hundreds of runs or months of runs of last wish or scourge and have never gotten the exotic I think that this is this is a this is a prime time for them to evolve the end game grind and the raid run grind uh, even the old raids honestly could get maybe some of this treatment bring them back do something cool with them add some random rolls to Leviathan things like that give us a reason to run those old raids and let us run as many runs as we want in a week for non-powerful drops I would really like to see them do that. As always, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, a question and answer session will follow. And if you're watching and listening to all those places, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a Q&A session that followed my talk about letting us rerun the raids for non-powerful drops. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. If I'm not live, you can always follow the Twitch channel and turn on notifications so you don't miss out on these shows. You could come in and be a part of the conversation. I'm going to jump right into the question and answer session here because I don't want to waste any time. We've been trying to limit these to shorter sessions uh, to help me do more talks, more segments, more content. And also, I think the quality goes up a little bit when we're not drown- you know, dragging this out for an hour, hour and a half or so. So the 30-minute format may stick. I'm not sure. Uh, Relevant says, if they allowed us to roll, uh, re-roll the raids, do you think that that would increase... Uh, they should increase the loot pool or have a possible rotation per season to keep it fresh. This is not a bad question, but I think this is kind of in line with what I said at the end of the video and how the, the, the narrowing of the field would happen. The more that you get that you like, the more that you get that you're looking for, I think the less the less often you would come away with what you want. So let's imagine you're three weeks into the season and you've been hitting the raid pretty hard. You've got... 
Uh, let's say you've got three drops that are the absolute god roll drops that you want. Well, that means anytime those three items drop, it's a wasted drop for you. And you're only going to get four drops, and then you get a fifth drop from the, um, from the challenge, and then you have the chests. So... That's half the drops, basically. Like, six or seven drops per run, and three of those drops can be a complete waste for you if you have those god rolls. And then a couple more weeks goes by, and you get a couple more things that you want. And we're talking one character, by the way. So you get your gauntlets and your boots that you want, and then you have a couple of guns that you know, these are the absolute best. I don't want anything else. Well, in that scenario, every time you run it subsequently, the field of things that you would want to get would narrow. So increasing the loot pool size would compound this problem for people that can't run the raid like crazy, that can't get the drops that they want. It would make it harder for you to get the drops that you want if the loot pool was bigger. But I will say, refreshing the loot pool next season changing the encounters doing a different instance doing a contest modifier instance or something like that almost like we said they could basically use garden and change the instances change the fights change the loot pool and call it a raid layer that could be a great way for giving us more raid content without building a whole new raid without without having to structure it in a way where like they got to deliver a, a brand new environment bosses raid blah, blah 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 now that's when they could refresh the loot pool but you wouldn't want to do that and mess up the old loot pool. You want to let people go back and run that raid if they if they still want to get a certain gun or or a certain thing. I remember during House of Wolves going back for a Fatebringer uh, because I hadn't gotten one yet. And you want to let people do that. Just today we ran Scourge three times, the, just the final boss fight. We ran that three times to try to get an Anarchy. And I think that that is uh, that's totally a fine thing to do, leaving those loot pools alone. But adding another layer of value to Garden with a new loot pool, with a replenished or refreshed loot pool that you then and run as a different version like I said a contest modifier so maybe it's harder uh, or it's like a raid layer where there's different bosses or different fights I would be okay with but rerunning the raids multiple times the, the my reasoning the impetus for that is actually built upon the idea that we're doing uh, random roll and stat roll sort of mitigation. You're trying to mitigate that pain of how many layers of RNG there actually are in the raid right now. And that's one way, I think, of doing it. You're going to minimize some of that pain by giving us that freedom to run it multiple times. Because right now, you're kind of you're kind of three and then you're done. You would make the problem, I think, worse. It's like, well, we're letting you rerun it, so we made the loot pool bigger. It's like, well, gee, many Christmas, I'm never going to get the rolls that I want. I'm never going to get the drops that I want because the loot pool's too big now. It's raining lead. How do you feel about a legacy gear system that focuses on being cosmetic? How do you feel about a robust transmog system in relation to keeping the old gear relevant and rewarding? Transmog, I believe, is dangerous because I believe Bungie can get a lot of capital out of replenishing old, uh, re- repurposing and reusing old environments and old loot pools. And I know people are opposed to that, but as long as it was free, I think it'd be a great way for them to kind of re- rejuvenate old activities. Um, as far as there being like a legacy gear system that focuses on cosmetics, uh, Again, I I would be concerned here. I would rather them do this. I would rather them say, hey, in Season of Dawn, uh, we're doing a free update to Escalation Protocol. All the armor has been updated with relevant slots. All the guns have been updated with random rolls and relevant slots. And that activity is now kind of brought forward. 
Oh, and you can match make from orbit, and uh, you know it's no longer going to disrupt the public space. Okay, that to me is better than doing like a legacy system or a cosmetic only system where you go and run escalation protocol, get the armor, and then you're basically done. You're like, well, now I can make any armor piece I want look like escalation protocol armor. I don't like that. I think that is a that is a, that's a misfire. That's that's like, oh man, you guys could have done so much with that activity and you just made it irrelevant. Now, that doesn't mean they couldn't go back and do everything I just said and then make the armor look different, update it, spruce it up, maybe brand new sets or something like that. My only thought process there is I feel like that's more work and I'm trying to come up with things that they can do that are free updates to the game to keep the game relevant, fresh, and alive. And I think asking them to go into Escalation Protocol and turn everything into like a cosmetic urn, I don't think that's a good idea. If they did that and then in the next breath you're like, well, they could just replenish that entire loot pool with all new loot. Do we really want them doing that? Do we really want them designing all new armor sets and all new guns for an activity that they couldn't, they can't only do so much with, right? It would still be Escalation Protocol at its core. I would say if they're going to create new armor and new guns, that should be reserved for the new activities. And the way I've always kind of phrased this is if you look at the season pass, the top part is free and the bottom part is paid the game could start to feel very similar. Hey, in Season of Dawn, the top part of the season pass is free and Escalation Protocol is getting a free update. Oh, neat. What's the season got? Okay, season has a brand new artifact, uh, a whole paid track on the season pass, and a paid activity. So there's always like this parallel between the game. There's that free side that has stuff happening, and then the paid side has stuff happening as well, and they kind of work in tandem with each other, and the game feels fuller and alive instead of having a bunch of dormant, dead activities and planets. So that's my that's my that's one of my one string banjos I pull out every once in a while and just start plucking away at that one string banjo like come on man like reuse these old planets and old activities and do make it free so nobody can complain and again you also have to think about what I'm saying is great for any new light players we've acquired in the past couple of month in the past uh, like 50 days that's great now you're combing over the game that they they know is there but they kind of know eh, it's not really relevant you're suddenly going back through giving us a, 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 you know more to do and more to grind for and you're giving new light players this sort of like hey we're going to comb over the game we're going to spruce this up a bit so now you have a reason to go back and enjoy those activities that you may have not been doing anything with because most of the community is not there It'd be a really, really great, I think, win-win for both sides of the community. The, you know, the 80 to 90% of the community that's a veteran, that's been around, that you get it, you know the stuff. There's like a 10 to maybe 15% of the community that may have come through New Light, giving those people that purpose and that, that sprucing up and that repurposing of those old content loops, I think would be a really, really good decision. Uh, I'm Club. Why haven't they made a weekly legacy raid yet? Why do you think they are afraid of reusing raids but not other content? This is another, this is a great segue from what I was just saying. This is something else they could afford to do. So, Season of Dawn, they could do Leviathan. And they could trickle out the raid layers and have those be relevant throughout that season. Spring Season, you could do Last Wish. And then summer season, you could loop back around and hit up um, 
Crown of Sorrow and Scourge, right? So you've got plenty of raids that it spaced out properly. Each season could have like a legacy raid thing happen with it. Again, totally free. Totally free. You want more raid content? You got that. Now, I that might not bode all that well with the raiding community. It's like, hey, what about new raid stuff? Bungie might have to have an honest conversation with us about how they don't have the bandwidth anymore. They don't have Vicarious Visions to build Spire of Stars and Crown of Sorrow. They don't have High Moon Studios to help offload work onto to build the Tangled Shore and to build all the Barrens. They don't have that bandwidth anymore. And so, I would think that bringing those four would be really, really good. How are they not relevant? They have their own mods and high stat rolls. Well, all Leviathan gear, all those guns are static roll and can't roll and can't run the mods. Uh, all the armor only has the mods relevant for their rating. It'd be cool to bring them forward and give them maybe a universal mod slot since it's raid gear. I know the stats have been rolling high, but again, that's just my mindset on it. They could, they could bring it forward and make it relevant in the current. It's only relevant in itself, right? And so armor that you get now is kind of relevant to the season. I can run nightmare mods, I can run raid mods and then whatever is beyond that we'll have to wait and see, but I think they could afford to do that every season. They could bring a raid back and give it like a legacy raid rerun treatment. Now, once you get beyond Leviathan it would get a little complicated because Last Wish had random rolls on the gun, so I don't know what you would do there. Um, So, I would think there'd be a better way there there might be a better way to do last wish in particular but maybe maybe it could be as simple as this they could comb over last wish and give all the curated roles a kick in the pants to make them a little bit better uh, a lot of the old raid gear is just not that great so they could just be like hey uh, everything in last wish now drops curated or no there's a chance for it to drop curated and the, and the curated roles have all been updated the guns already exist. The roles, you know, the roles already exist. Give them some nice curated treatment or something. I don't know. Fearless817. What's the purpose of rerunning the raids? Could Bungie benefit from added guarantee higher roles, making rerunning the raids worth it? This is a bit of a different discussion. I have a video on stat roles needing help in the game. Uh, in general, stats are in a really weird and very, very bizarre spot. Nobody really can make heads or tails of what Bungie was thinking. You run a dungeon and you get stats. I mean, you get like armor that has like a 49 total stat total. And then it being fully masterwork kind of tricks people. They see a 60 something number and they get really excited. The base stat drop is like a 49. I have or 47 sometimes. I mean, they're low. I have gotten gear from, from public stuff that's better i it there the i think the stats are kind of weird and the only reason i haven't been super hard on bungie about this is they added the artifact they completely overhauled armor 2.0 they added new encounters new activities the season passed they did all these things and if one of the things that kind of slipped through the cracks is that stats aren't dropping incredibly high they're kind of landing in a more of a mediocre spot I think that's probably a better place to land because if we were getting insanely good stat rolls and it was really really easy to get insanely good stat rolls that could potentially have a depreciating return effect on all future content that comes out because people could say well I mean it was it was just raining high stat gear like in like candy at a parade in Shadowkeep and I got everything I needed like I don't need anything else so I'd rather them land in a place where they can slowly move the needle up to make stats slowly better maybe some stat 
floors, like raid gear shouldn't drop below a certain stat total, they can start to move that needle up. It's easier to do that than go too far and have to draw it back. Like, Menagerie's a good example. Like, right, there was a glitch and people went crazy and got a stupid amount of loot, and then Bungie had to push back on that, and that really hurt the reception of that activity. Whenever they have to push the needle back, that's that's not as enjoyable as like, hey, this really wasn't landing where we wanted it, we're gonna bump it up. Kind of like the Xenophage. Imagine the Xenophage dropping and being an absolutely overpowered broken god killer, and then Bungie having to nerf it. That's, that's kind of frustrating. It's like, well... Pfft, you know, come on, and then they can push the needle up. It's better to land there, I think. If 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 we were having that issue, situation with stats, it would have been a problem, I think. I am uh, Belmont. Do you think they should bring back the re-rolling of armor like Wrath for us to rerun raids? I continue to say, and will continue to argue and say, Wrath of the Machine is the paragon it is the archetypal raid. We should be we should be aspiring to build raids that are like Wrath. That is what we should be wanting because the there are layers of value in Wrath. Ignore the encounters. Ignore the guns and what you thought of them. Just look at the actual value points on paper. Wrath is the archetype. That's the one that is what they should be structuring raids after unique synergistic perks an internal currency relevant perks on the armor for the raid re-rolling the armor with that internal currency intentionality with the currency to make keys to open extra chests there are so many things about wrath that need to be replicated they blended rng and intention they blended so many things well in wrath and we need more of that. We, I'm not even getting into the throes of the argument about it's clutchable and res timer is stupid. I'm not even getting down into that that discussion that we get down into sometimes. I'm simply saying on paper it's the paragon, and it should be it should be the one that is in, that is influencing future raid design from a logistical standpoint. It's fantastic. Night Hawks. I'm a bit worried for the future seasons of Destiny. Do you think raid replayability and whatever the seasonal content they bring would be enough to keep the hardcore players interested? Their hope for hardcore players, I think, is stat maxing, going for currencies, you know, and stuff like Nightfalls and that, going for exotics to get, you know, god rolls on your exotics. I think that's kind of their goal for hardcore players. I don't think hardcore players are meant to be won over by Vex Offensive. Now, all that can change next season... If uh, Vex Offensive gets replaced by something with, I don't know, let's call it, let's call it the Fallen Insurgency, okay? And the Fallen Insurgency is a brand new activity, and it has four layers of difficulty, reasons to run the higher difficulty, really good loot, really good loot that goes up in, in drop rate, or really good currencies that are needed that go up in drop rate the higher up you go in difficulty, that would be an automatic value bump for that activity. Vex Offensive just falls short in, in a couple of ways, and one of those is no difficulty spectrum. Uh, no change. Because of that, there's no change in the drop rate. You just kind of go in and it's super, super generous. That's exactly how a seasonal activity should be. It should be super, super generous, so no one feels this sort of like, oh, I, I can't get the gun to drop. I mean, I don't think anybody can claim that, okay? It's perfect for matchmaking. But I think the next iteration of the seasonal activity needs to have more depth and and, an expansion of it. And if you're going to do like a, hey, it's the end of the season and the fallen insurgency is, uh, we're going to change the name of it to 
the Fallen Mutiny or something like that, or Fallen Insurgency um, Coup d'etat or something. You're, they're 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 changing the name to give us that. Oh, it's ending. It's ending. It's going to be ending soon. It needs to have a significant evolution if they do that again. They can't have another Vex Offensive Final Assault where they don't really do anything. Um, because if that's meant to be the capstone of the season and that's supposed to be your finale, it's it's not really amounting to much. And I think that's a legitimate complaint to say, hey, whatever you do next season, we don't want to get to week 9 and 10 and be like, you're, you're updating the event how? You just change the boss? Like, there needs to be a little bit more done with that timing and that, that value injection. Season of the Undying and Shadowkeep were very, very front-heavy. I think seasons are usually front-heavy, but this one in particular was a little bit too front-heavy, and they need to consider that for next season. Uh, Renoke says, Do you think there's a way they could implement a way to do the old raids in an easier matchmaking mode? Uh, as a three or six man fire team or even solo, a potential way for people to farm the old raids for weapons, armors, and exotic. Implement the old raids in an easier matchmaking mode. Um, no, I don't think this is a good idea. I would, I would like to see raids, I would like to see raids repurposed and reused, not taken down a peg. Uh... I don't have a lot of love for the raids in Destiny 2, so I'm going to imagine that in Age of Triumph, instead of doing what they did, they go back and they dumb down, um, they go back and dumb down Vogue. That would have been a bit of a souring experience, I think. We'd have been like, what did you do to Vogue? What? It's really easy now? It's like a strike? Huh? That would have been irritating. Age of Triumph was like, nope, we're raising it. We're, boom, the exotics on the elemental primaries and challenges rotating. I mean, that was really, really enjoyable. And I don't think you want to reach back into old raids. People may love Leviathan. I I don't. There are people who really love Last Wish. I think the last thing you want to do is reach into that content and give it an easier match made mode with a three or six man fire team. If you want an easier three man activity, go run a dungeon, uh, go run nightmare hunts, go, you know what I'm saying? They've got smaller bombastic challenging content that you can run with a smaller fire team. The spectrum is there. You can run a nightfall, the ordeal. You can run a nightmare hunt. You can raise those difficulties when you feel it's acceptable. You've got a dungeon. I think there's plenty to do with smaller fire teams. Raids are just not meant to be that. I would never want Bungie to take the history of Destiny raids and sully them by dumbing them down or making them easier Uh, and also we've just kind of have to admit that matchmaking wouldn't work it's me Marky how would you stop people from exploiting easy encounters by completing the encounter then using the reset button to start over I believe the reset button should be removed or a block put in its place so you cannot get another drop from the encounter until you fully complete the raid. Well, here's the thing. I should have included this in my video and I didn't. There the 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 encounters have set amounts of drops. So, you're going to get non-powerfuls from the first encounter. And the first encounter you can get the fusion rifle, the bow, or what is it? Boots, I think. You can get the fusion rifle, the bow, or I believe it's boots, okay? And in that in that situation, rerunning that over and over and over again that's i i'm fine with that because eventually people are going to be like i don't need the bow i got the fusion rifle that i want and i got the uh i got the 
uh, boots that I needed or whatever. Eventually, you got to move on. You got to move on. And Bungie could be smart about this. You know, the end encounter. Uh, you get a helmet, a mark, or a sniper rifle at the at the boss. So, if you want those items, you got to run those. You know, I. For, there's a part of me that feels like it'd be okay to allow people to do this because you would it, would it would only really work for a little bit. Eventually, you'd have to go to the next encounter, and then what are you going to do? You're going to have somebody grab the checkpoint, and then you're going to keep loading into that checkpoint, and then you got to have them leave so they keep the checkpoint. I, again, I don't know if it's worth legislating and structuring content to that small slice of the community that would do something that's arguably not even that bad. Oh, but Lono, people would just get to the the encounter that they that has the thing that they want, and they would just run it over and over and over and over again. Well, number one, that means you'd need six people that all feel the exact same way, and then they don't want anything else in the raid. I happen to think most people would run through the whole thing. They'd be like, do it, let's do it again, do it, let's do it again, because uh, there's always something that could help their loadout. Now, they might start... We started skipping... Uh, to Warpriest in Kingsfall. And the reason we skipped to Warpriest in Kingsfall was because the opening encounter gave no gear, uh, the tomb ships took forever, and totems took forever, and totems gave you a ghost and a, and a fusion rifle. And so we started skipping We started skipping that. We, we could get a Kingsfall run done in 30 minutes as opposed to like an hour and a half because we get stuck at totems or something dumb happens. Um, and, you know, and the jump ships and every, you know everything else, the tomb ships. So... I, I don't think this is worth worrying about. I really don't. I don't think this is worth worrying about. I think there's been there's been plenty uh, there's been plenty of things that, that there's pl- there's plenty of people that wouldn't do that. There's a, there's a minority that might do that. I think I think the lion's share of the community wouldn't have a problem with uh, with doing that. Forza, if Bungie isn't already uh, isn't ready to let us uh, farm raids. What's holding them back from at least letting the challenges be farmable? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's holding them back. I just think they've have it classified as a weekly ritual activity. Uh, as a reason, I thought of the community. I thought of the community asking for the Imago loop, all while criticizing the season for FOMO and reskins. Seems like people are not set on what they want. I'll tell you why. The people saying everything's a reskin, everything's a reskin. I got news for you. Most of those people don't play the game. They go to Reddit to stoke the fire and to hate on Destiny. They come to Twitch chat and Twitter feeds and YouTube comments to hate on Destiny. I got news for you. The people that overstated the reskins, the people that overstated that criticism of Shadowkeep, most of them don't even play the dadgum game. They don't. They're just haters. They're just drive-by peanut gallery, two brain-celled haters. That's what they're doing. Now, there are people that like Destiny and play Destiny who did take issue with, uh, some of this, just, it just feels like a lot of reskins. It feels like a lot of reskins. Most of the time... I don't think those people get that wound up. I also don't think those people get that crazy in their criticism. And a lot of them are like, you know, it's not that bad. It's not that big of a deal. Or they're letting their friends shade their thoughts. I I think a lot of what went into Shadowkeep's criticism uh, was rooted in a lot of ignorance. Like nobody zoomed out and saw the big picture. There was actually very, very minimal amount of quote unquote one to one reskinning going on. Uh, it was actually a very, very fresh uh, and very, I think, good-sized DLC. So, a lot of us asking for, like, Imago Loop, you also have to consider, Imago Loop wouldn't have been like, a, oh my gosh, it's a reskin, because it's not something that we've had recently. Like, I think a lot of the people were upset about 
the moon because they wanted a brand new destination like well we've already been there I think a gun is a little bit different whenever they bring back certain guns nobody went nobody complained like crazy about the outbreak perfected or the whisper or the bad juju nobody complained about that people celebrated that Bungie has all the proof they need that bringing back nostalgic weapons there's a lot there's a lot of reason to do that there's a lot in their corner to do that people seem to celebrate that a little bit more and again I think that's because most of the people that made the whole reskin argument about Shadowkeep I think a lot of those people were just drive-by haters J. Christ, would you be allowed to keep rerunning for a chance at the exotic? Uh, sure, why not? I don't have a problem with that, and they don't do it that way anymore anyway. The divinity's not set up that way. I think they've moved away from that, which negates the problem that you're, you're, you're worried about. The Assassin, would you like to see new strikes come with the seasons? Um, I think we're getting into the seasonal questions, so here's what I'm gonna do. Uh, I think this is the, yeah, we're in the seasonal questions. So I'm going to put a marker there at 15 and I'm going to work my way up from some of the more recent questions that are about uh, what we're talking about. Because you guys are asking questions about uh, Let Us Rerun Raids. Ravenous Poro says, for a long time I wanted Destiny to implement a reroll system like Diablo 3 where you can reroll one perk as many times as you want for resources. Thoughts? We don't want rerolls. They did rerolls before and it was terrible. This is not a game where we want rerolls. If you want to reroll armor from the raid with the currency that comes from the raid, that's different. That's a very, very like siloed off environment. That's not just rerolling everything. I think grinding for drops is better. Captain McFly, this may have been touched on. If so, disregard. Do you think we need something like King's Fall and Wrath of the Machine key fragments, chest systems for more loot? Kind of a compromise for rerunning for extra job chances and still requires going through the activity repeatedly. One of the ideas I put out was inspired by this. It was basically, you could run the raid, and at the end of the raid you would have enough currency to make I don't know, a couple of keys or one key. So every time you're rerunning it, you're opening chests, but you have to keep going because you complete the raid and then you get all the currency at the end. And then you run the next one and you have enough currency to open like two or three chests. And then you finish it and you get all that currency again. This would be a protection against what some of the people were worried about. Like, oh, people are just going to run the first encounter over and over again. Well, the loot pools are set for each encounter, so that would be a bit of a safeguard. But also, you could do something like this, where you have a reason to run the entire thing and you're running the entire thing to get that currency and then you use that currency to open up chests it adds intentionality as well you could skip some chests if you don't need anything Ashen Hollow is it too much to expect Bungie to have something for us to do each week something to drive us no I think you're touching on the season review talk and that's okay I don't think I don't think you're asking too much here I think that's their intention their intention is to have something happening every week and I think they've done a pretty I think they've done a pretty decent job I wish there was a way for people to see clearly just how barren and empty the game was 50 days after Rise of Iron. Uh, 50 days after Rise of Iron, we didn't have over a million people playing PvE and over a million playing PvP. We didn't have a trickle of content. We didn't have new things to chase. We didn't have loot pools with really intentional grinds. Like, 50 days after Rise of Iron launched, we entered a barren wasteland of nothing. Like, it got very, very barren and plain. And I wish there was a way to show people just how full and good the game is now. It's come a really, really long way. The absence of drought is, I think, a huge, huge win for the community. 
Uh, T-Funk, do you think there should be enemy-friendly fire? I hate when a witch just burns me, uh, but then you see a witch and a scion go head-to-head, nothing happened. Or when, like, a, or when, like, a knight or somebody is just launching boomer shots or the raid, uh, you know, a raid boss or something pounds the ground. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't die on this hill, uh, but it could be, well, we don't, we don't damage our teammates, so I think you'd have to make it a fair trade, and I wouldn't want to be able to blow my teams up, teammates up with a Nova. Leon, let's say they let us rerun the raids. What's to stop people from running a single encounter for the best value for time? Yeah, we already addressed that question. It's a good question, but I think they could either put safeguards against it or, again, probably not really worry about it because eventually there's only three drops per encounter. You're going to get what you need and probably need to move on. And that's if the six people that are going into the raid all think the exact same way and all need the exact same thing, which is highly unlikely. It'd be more likely for people to be like, no, let's keep going. I, I want the other drops too. We can run the raid in 30 to 40 minutes, Steve. You know, let's just go. Why do you, why you, you just want to keep running the same thing over and over? None of us need that drop. If you need that drop, great. We all will benefit. It's a symbiotic relationship. We all run the raid. We all get drops. I, the idea that six people are just going to absolutely just just encounter one over and over again, I, I think eventually people are going to be like, dude, I have what I need. Can we freaking move on, please? You know? Uh, Wishwash. Do you think Bungie just doesn't want people farming it and being done with the raid? I feel it's doing the opposite. Just like with Menagerie, it was super rewarding. I would run it constantly and I would try for perfect roles, and then when it changed to less rewards, I settled for the roles and I stopped playing. That's kind of where I ended the video. I was like, everybody gets to a place where they say, I'm done. I would rather people get to that place, and the journey to getting there is a rewarding experience. I would rather people put their hands up and say, I'm done, because they've spent a month feeling very rewarded, instead of a month feeling like, I can't get anything to drop, this sucks right i i i think that i think that the 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 generosity factor is huge here i really really have harped on this before generosity drives engagement it is not the enemy of engagement that is just such a lie that people believe if you're too generous people are going to get what they want and they're going to stop playing that is just absolutely false You've never met anybody that's been like, dude, Menagerie is so generous. <laughs> I'm done, dude. Two weeks, screw that activity. I'm done with Destiny. I'm going to go play something else. No, it's like, dude, let's get back in there. I still don't have a God Roll Ostringer. Let's go. This is great. This is awesome. I've always quoted that GDC presentation from the guys behind Loot 2.0 and Diablo 3 that basically saved the franchise, and they said, people, when we turned up generosity, we were scared of that happening, and he said there was a big, significant change in the community. Instead of people saying, I'm just trying to get this sword, they would say, I'm trying to get a good version of this sword. People start to set their sights on what makes random rolls and roll chasing so addicting and so fun. It's just... I I just continue to try to preach that generosity is not the enemy of engagement. It is the promoter of it. It motivates it. I would be interested to see what Bungie's engagement numbers look like for Vex Offensive because it's super generous. It is pro it's gotta be the most generous activity in all of destiny stuff's dropping like crazy. You can get four guns at a time. If you do it right, it's super, super fast. It's super, super easy. I wonder what their engagement looks like for Vex Offensive. I just, I don't feel like people are going into Vex Offensive and be like, are you kidding me? 
Are you kidding me? A bunch of drops from one run, and I almost got some good rolls here. Ah, oh, forget this. No, people are like, this is awesome. Let's do some more. I the the, the way uh, the way that Vex Offensive was set up is so good. I think the biggest thing that was standing in its way was the loop might not have been appealing enough. But I think the system was good. You had the you had the frames with Ikora, and you had a really really good drop rate. There were actually two really good guns in Vex Offensive. The op- the optative, the hand cannon can be really, really good, and the subjunctive can be really, really good. Unfortunately, the guns are kind of ugly. I think that affects people's desire to get them. And also, I just don't think people found that the scout's terrible, and the pulse rifle's not bad. You can get some good drops on the pulse rifle, actually. But the subjunctive, SMG, and the hand cannon are actually really, really good. Um, you can get really, really good uh, rolls on them. Uh, I would say they need to focus on that though like what? how do people respond to generosity from Menagerie to Ada's Bounties to Vex Offensive to the Lectern those are pretty generous loot pursuits they're not that difficult to get the things that you want I would continue to say generosity is not our enemy here they could do I think they could do a lot more with generosity so that's a that's a, that's a little over a 30 minute Q&A session and I think we actually got through all those questions you guys submitted so we can go to the next Q&A session that was about the season pass and what we think of season of the undying as always if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can always catch me live at say no to rage.com as always please like share and subscribe